This is Freelance Feels, a podcast for anyone who is self-employed, freelance or thinking about it. My name's Jenny Stallard, I'm a freelance lifestyle journalist and I founded Freelance Feels in 2019 as a response to my own mental health challenges. The idea behind Freelance Feels is to show freelance life in all its reality, from the down moments to the yay ones, and share other people's stories as well so we all feel less alone in the self-employed world. Each episode I speak to a different freelancer, self-employed person or entrepreneur about their work and mental health, exploring their story, their challenges and triumphs, as well as getting valuable advice from them. Freelance Feels is also a newsletter, freelancefeels.substack.com and on social media at freelance underscore feels. Please do come and find me on Instagram and let me know how you're getting on with your freelance journey. If you enjoy the podcast, please do rate and review it. And now, on with the episode. Freelance Feels, the podcast for humans who work for themselves. I am chatting to Leo Kozendai. Leo, hi, welcome. Welcome to the podcast. Would you Thank like you. to tell everybody what your freelance is? I, I'm loving this already because it's such an unusual thing that you do. Um, so tell everybody what, what you do for a living and, and what your self-employed business is. With pleasure. But first, I think I want to ask mm. you, I mean, I'm French, I'm Swiss mm. French. Uh-huh. English is my second or third language, you might yes. say. And what if you split the word freelance mm. what does lance mean ah now then apparently the first freelancers were knights who would go into jousting competitions but they didn't belong to any particular master as it were so they were free lancers so that's that's what i've been told is the definition of a freelancer is it was a knight who didn't you know he didn't have um you know, a, a baron or a, a lord of the realm that, that sort of he fought for. So they would fight independently at jousting competitions. So that's the free lance. Yeah. Okay, well, there you go. I, I learned <laughs> something today. And it's funny, yeah. a lot of people come on the podcast and some of them actually say, I don't call myself freelance. So I always say to people, what is your freelance? But I mean, it's also interesting to know, do you call yourself freelance, Leo? Or do you kind of th- consider yourself an entrepreneur or a business owner? Do you use the word freelance to describe your, your working self? Yeah, it's a, it's a great question. I don't think I do, but mm-hmm. I hope that in one of my other lives, I was a, a freelancer. <laughs> yes, <laughs> perhaps you were. <laughs> that would be brilliant. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's gongs, swords, lances. It's, yes. you know, it's evolution. I think we've hit upon something here. There you I, love, go. I love how we've gone into that already. This is what I love about, <laughs> I always send guests, I think I've said this before in other episodes, but I always send guests a list of questions, but I say, it's just a guide because we always go off at what I call a happy tangent. And we already have, it's brilliant because, you know, this is where you find out what people are really thinking and feeling. And that's what I want for the podcast. So yeah, perhaps in a former life, you were a knight of the realm <laughs> who took his gong to battle. <laughs> so talking of gongs because that, that's a bit of a clue isn't it T- tell us all what what you what you do yes the freelance a lot <laughs> yeah, well let me see if i can sort of you know create a segue and tie it in with oh. with the idea of being a freelancer yeah um so i don't use this word very often i'm sure i've used it over the last decade at some point mm. I, I basically work with gongs mm-hmm. for the most part but also s- singing bowls Mm-hmm. crystal bowls mm-hmm. my voice I essentially work with instruments that are not necessarily played or recorded mm. for the masses mm-hmm. it's really it's really quite obscure 
I yeah. think it's not something that most people know of. You know, mm -hmm. in certain spheres, you could say that sound baths and gong baths are fairly well known, but that's a tiny, tiny segment of the population. Yes. <laughs> so it's still very unknown. But those who know of it, those who've experienced it, will, I believe, all tell you how how it's transforming what we know of meditation because you, know, you have an most app people... with your sounds don't you it all comes together in a <clears throat> practice don't you and i guess when you when we're allowed to depending on what lockdown restrictions everybody has and that kind of thing but you, you do it in person but then also on an app yes so mm. i think it's so i realized there was a, a need or a demand for for sound baths um, mm -hmm. in a digital way was when you know everybody was kind of asking for CDs, and I was like, okay, yeah, but CDs are a bit yesterday, and <laughs> you know they, they they are they have a footprint, and I mm -hmm. thought, how can I do something that mm. will really resonate with everybody and will be in everybody's pocket? So, and I think Headspace was already around, so it was pretty pretty obvious that uh, uh, an app was on the menu, mm -hmm. and so I made that app with my sister, who's an incredible designer, and she did all the illustrations and all the design. And uh, I also worked with my uh, friend, Charles, mm -hmm. and some of his friends um, from school who uh, took care of all the coding and development. So, yeah, it was an interesting journey. But um, perhaps back to, uh, to the main thing, which is sound meditation or gong mm. baths. Yeah. It's, um, it's really making meditation accessible. It's mm -hmm. turning this sitting down you know, with painful knees and a painful back, trying to sit straight and mm -hmm. combating our thoughts. It's kind of turning this into an experience where you get to lie down and you listen to sounds that are very unusual, mm -hmm. that trigger your nervous system into a different gear. And I think, I think that's, that's probably one of the answers to, to thriving in this new age mm -hmm. is having a strong, resilient nervous system. Yes, gosh, yeah, everyone's taking their vitamins, I think, at the moment. I mean, we're chatting early November 2020, and it's kind of, yeah, everyone's thinking, how can I build up my resilience? How can I plan for, you know, as we speak, the UK is about to go into a month-long lockdown and that kind of thing. And it's um, the idea of a bath. I love the word bath with the sound because it is the idea of being surrounded by the noise that you hear. Is that, have I got that right? For those people who are still going, hold on. What do you mean a bath? Am I putting a gong in a bath? It's not, it's not a bath-based activity, is it? My mother-in-law <laughs> thought I was suggesting she would jump in the bath and I would play the gong for her and she thought she wasn't sure that was the right thing to do. And I was like, no, don't worry. There's nothing like it. <laughs> so there's no, no water involved. <laughs> no water involved. I mean, everybody jokes about this, but I think yeah. we, we talk about bathing because there's a, a sense of of the element of water that's mm. involved in, and infused in the experience. Uh, the sounds that you hear can evoke just about anything, but mm. a lot of people tend to feel like they're in space, floating in space or swimming in the ocean or hearing whales and dolphins. Mm. Um, not the kinds that you hear in a, in a cheap spa, but you know, like the, the good ones, the real <laughs> ones. And, uh, and I think that's why we call it a bath. It's immersive. Mm -hmm. And there is this, yeah, you feel in the company of water, I think. There's something mm -hmm. very flexible and fluid-like about it. Yeah, I, I feel that when I've, I've listened to a few on your, on your app and it's almost, 
compared, like you said, compared to meditation where you sit and you have to try and focus. And I know that works for a lot of people, but by having the sound, it's almost like there is something that you've got to listen to. So you've got to be in on, in on it with, with the sound because you're kind of like, you've got to concentrate on what you're hearing. So it, for anybody who isn't, that's yeah. The funny thing. You, mm. That's the funny thing is you don't have to try and focus. Yeah. I think that's the beauty of it is it, it kind of discards the element of time. Mm-hmm. It, it alleviates the sensation of gravity. It changes your relationship with your physical body. It changes your, your thoughts, the nature of them and, and the quality of them. Mm. It, it also changes the, um, how can I say, the intensity that, that is kind of rooted inside each feeling that we store in our body. Mm. And that's why people oftentimes have emotions and feelings coming up, which kind of come out of the blue. And somehow they're in a space, they're in a state of mind where, yeah, they are freelancing. They are not mastered by their emotions. Mm. Um, and then you have people who experience, you know, uh, synesthesia, which I, I'm very fond of, you know, like the, you know, when that? people, exp- basically synesthesia is the coming together of the senses. Mm-hmm. So if you have, you know, a friend perhaps who can see colors when they see numbers or oh, yes. you can hear, you can associate a note, musical note with a, with a color. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's, a, there's other types of synesthesia, but that's the main, the main one, I guess. Uh, yeah, so I think the way I look at it is that a sound bath is not just a, you know, mindfulness meditation. Mm. I think it's an experience. Mm-hmm. And I think the byproduct of that experience is mindfulness. I think we are perhaps, we are slowing ourselves down and make, kind of making ourselves suffer by practicing standard mindfulness. Mm. Is that it's, it should be a result rather than a practice. Okay. Oh, I like that. Yeah. The idea is, yeah, you become mindful because of your experiences rather than, you know, practicing mindfulness. It's a bit like saying, I want to, I want to be successful. So I'm going to practice being successful. Mm -hmm. It doesn't really work. (laughs) I I think it's, it's about putting yourselves in, in, in situations that challenge you doing what you want to do when you can and also accepting that there's some things that you will not want to do that you'll have to do. Mm-hmm. And eventually if you're in the right place at the right time, depending on what you do and how well you do it and how much you care about it, there will be some element of, of success and people have different definitions of success. So let's not go into that, but I just mm-hmm. think we're approaching it with a, a wonderful technique. Mindfulness is great, but it was, it's very old. And at the time when it was created, or as it evolved, the stresses that we have now were not around. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, no, that's very true. So yeah. It's not really equipped to fight with lockdowns and COVID. <laughs> no, <laughs> God, what is this like? It's funny because I was going to sort of say to you, do you feel like as, as freelancers and self-employed people, we don't give, enough, give ourselves enough enough time to even consider being mindful we're so busy rushing and kind of panicking and worrying and then like you just said during a pandemic it's it's even worse sometimes being self-employed because you think well normally we're having to generate our own income and be our own cheerleader but do you think we don't give ourselves enough time to stop and say okay well I am gonna try and connect and just zone out and do something like like this do you, do you think we're we're 
Yes, I think that's a vice. Mm. It's a it's a an unconscious vice that we have as mm -hmm. entrepreneurs, yeah. or freelancers, is having boundaries with our work and ourselves. Yeah. And it's very hard. And I think everybody on earth is finding it hard. Well, not everybody. Definitely in the West, mm -hmm. everybody's finding it hard to stop and yeah. take a pause. Yeah, very much so. But so, it's kind of it's so important, isn't it? Even. <sighs> even if people often turn to exercise, don't they? I, I think, I guess my question to you is because of what you do, like people don't often turn to doing nothing because it feels like, as in not doing nothing, but perhaps doing a sound bath or a meditation or, or even taking a nap because they feel like they're being naughty in a way by saying, I'm just going to take some time to do something that feels like doing nothing. Yes. Yeah, so I think it's, everybody's got to take their time to realize that that's a forced economy. I think mm -hmm. so anyway, mm -hmm. but everybody's different. I mean, yeah, you know, I mean, you have some people who genetically can sleep four hours a day, uh, a day and mm. feel great and live a long life, a full happy life, but that's not most people. Mm -hmm. So I think most people require pauses and breaks, deep breaths, uh, sound baths, exercise, yoga, mm -hmm traveling when possible yes uh, and when that's not possible you have a sound bath which <laughs> kind of helps you to travel <laughs> travel inwards that's what i always say it's like it helps you to travel within yeah. and when you can't oh. take a plane you take a bath oh i love that and it's something <laughs> you can literally do you know we're challenged mm. by lockdown we're challenged by the idea that um you know we can't go to a lot of places we certainly can't travel a lot at the moment um but we could say, okay, I'm going to go and lie on my bed. Maybe someone would like to lie in the bath and play, play the sound bath while they take a bath. It's not against the rules, I guess, is it? To, to no, it's a great you know, idea, actually. Or take a walk and go and sit in nature, which we're still allowed to do. And, and so people who use own. my app, yeah, they, mm. they tend to do that. They tend to um, sit by a tree and listen to one of the uh, sound baths on the app. Or oh, they do it in bed. Nice. Yeah. And they, and love that. And I, yeah. think, I think it's great because it's made it very accessible. And we had amazing microphones in the studio. Mm -hmm. uh, we recorded where Jarvis Cocker did some recordings. Uh, at the moment, they've got uh, Bono's son who's recording with his band as well. Mm. Uh, great, great microphones. A wonderful producer as well, Greg McWilliam. And, uh, and I think it, you can hear it. You, know, mm -hmm. you can hear it when you listen to it with headphones or I've got like this Bose tower like a bluetooth wireless tower oh yeah put it by my feet is small i mean it's like probably 700 grams maybe six seven inches mm -hmm. and it literally vibrates the floor around me and wow. i mean i've done 2000 sound baths in the past 10 years so i know what a gong sounds like <laughs> and uh, i'm closing my eyes after a bit of um stretching and yoga i'm doing like 10 minute sound bath mm -hmm. And I was saying to myself, you know what, Leo, you, you and your team, you've done a good job because it kind of sounds like you are in the room with a gong. Mm -hmm. So that was a, that was a win. I was very happy. Oh, it must have been so chuffed. <clears throat> it's like when you, I don't know, it's like if I see an article I've written and it looks really lovely with a design, I think, oh yes, it's, it's, it looks really beautiful. And it perhaps I hope reads nicely, but that moment yeah. of seeing your own work is a bit nerve wracking sometimes, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it is. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Because you came to all of this after experiencing a lot of anxiety yourself, didn't you? And I wondered if you'd be happy to explain to people sort of your journey to, to how you got into sort of creating the sound baths. How did this become what, what you do and how did you discover sound and gong baths for yourself? 
Mm, yes, how can I walk you through this <laughs> without, I might get lost on the way, so you're just going to have to find me somewhere in the woods. <laughs> That's all good. You tell us and we'll, um, we're listening. We'd love to know. I, I mean, okay, well, I think I'll, I'll start by saying that it's, it's different for everyone and mm. it can hit you at any point in, in time in your life, any geographic location for any reason or perhaps lack of reason. So nobody's sheltered from, from this. I don't think it's a looming threat. I don't think that you should be scared of potentially experiencing this one day if you haven't. Mm -hmm. um, I, I don't know how common it is. I haven't done any research as to how many people experience panic attacks. Mm -hmm. But um, I experienced my first panic attack. I, I'm pretty sure it was a panic attack mm -hmm. <laughs> when I was just i think i just turned 10 i was probably 10 and a half or something okay very young yeah yeah it wasn't the worst one but it was it was bad enough for me to feel like i was i was about to die i didn't know how but i thought what oh goodness well, i didn't think anything i think it's you get to that sort of you get to that place where i think the amygdala just completely takes over in the brain and you're just mm. not thinking rationally anymore anyway um, I experienced this very early on in my life. It wasn't every day, mm -hmm. but then it got worse over the years. So then eventually it was almost every, every day, depending on what I was doing. So I ended up like designing my life around, around those panic attacks, Gosh. which is miserable. Yeah. I was going to say that sounds really <clears throat> overwhelming to carry that around with you every day and have to, you know, allow for that in your life must have been very draining yeah the, the funny thing i think i must have had a lot of energy because i still managed to do um a lot of things i was pretty proactive mm -hmm. and i think music was um as a singer was there for me in my oh. teenage years and that, that's, that's why i moved to london actually to pursue music and study mm -hmm. uh, but back to um the panic attacks i think um yeah i, I don't want to glorify them in the sense that you know it's uh it's tough, mm -hmm. but I think some people have had it tougher than me and some people have had it easier than me. Mm. I think we all have different, different threshold. Yeah. And some, for some people, long-term anxiety will be absolutely horrendous. Yeah. And for some people, panic attacks will be easier, even though they really kind of take over you. Mm -hmm. It might just last for five minutes, but they literally take over your whole existence. So yeah. there's different kinds of challenges in that department of anxiety. But um, yeah, that's kind of how I eventually, I don't know if I moved to London because of anxiety. I don't know. No, I, I think. Was that from France that you moved? You uh, Switzerland, from Switzerland, France. Yeah, oh, from Switzerland, of course. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, lovely. I think it, for me, it was music. I knew that mm. you know, London was still a burgeoning city in terms of you know, its musical culture and it was close enough to home so it was pretty uh, it was a pretty obvious choice yeah. and then through those studies i met my wife mm -hmm. who who played a key role she's almost more important than sound in a way she, she oh. really uh, she introduced me to uh, to my first gong bath she took me to my first gong bath. Oh, cool. When, when was that? Was that quite a, a while ago now? Yeah, yeah. When was, it was your about first? 10, year, ten yeah. years ago. So she said, oh, why don't you come to this with me? And that, was it an immediate 
did you immediately fall in love with it was it the, a kind of a bit of a light bulb moment where you were like wow this is something yeah this it was actually for me yeah I haven't had many light bulb moments I think in my life but I think that was one of them mm-hmm. uh but I knew I knew you know and I've tried many different things over the years but I, I knew that it wasn't still quite right mm-hmm. and uh I literally I bought a gong a few weeks after that first wow. gong bath yeah and That's I have brilliant. since owned too many according to my wife <laughs> how many gongs do you have <laughs> well, less now but you know yeah are they a when, business when expense though? If you buy a gong, surely you can put that through the book. Oh yeah, so, they yeah. Are. But when they start, when they start inviting themselves into bed, it's a different story. <laughs> <laughs> it's not as cosy as a dog. No, no, a puppy is a lot cuddlier. But I guess a gong's not going to nip you in the night, or um, that's true. Perhaps Very make true. a terrible smell like a dog might do if it's too relaxed. Uh, how did it become a, a business for you? How did it become your <clears throat> your work? Did you start to study it? just for fun or did you think I I feel like I want to do this for business what what was the journey there I think I really took my time I think I uh, it was very organic very natural Mm. and I think once I realized how much it helped me Mm. then I kind of knew right let's 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 do something with this let's let's share it let's spread the sound yeah and then one thing led to another and I was I've always been pretty proactive and, and very energetic when it comes to doing things and projects. Mm-hmm. And I guess, I guess that, yeah, the, the hard work and my intentions paid off and, and it took, the gongs have taken me to the Sahara desert and other deserts in the world. And I've done sound baths for, you know, plus, plus two, 3000 people in Eastern Europe. Oh, wow. And, and I've done 2,000 of them all together, which is a hell of a lot. That's <laughs> And that's huge. why I'm, I'm training people now to, you know, to do this because uh, I think the world needs more of it. Yeah. Yoga is great, but yoga is not accessible to everyone. Mm-hmm. You know, you can literally do a sound bath even if you're missing a limb, if you're blind, deaf, mm-hmm. in a wheelchair, lying down, sitting down. It's very much like, I think it's a universal language that's, that was kind of forgot, forgotten in some ways, and mm. uh, and it's and it's coming back, you know. Is it a very ancient practice then? What's the history of, of sound and gong baths? Is that I easy think to sound was the first language? I think <laughs> mm. before we had words, we had sounds. Yeah. Now the way I'm facilitating sound meditations has got very little to do with how we might have used sound. Mm. You know, thousands of thousands and thousands of years ago if that makes sense yeah it's 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 very much modernized and i think that's the thing you know mindfulness and i don't want people to think i am i'm disliking mindfulness i think it's helped Mm. a lot of people but you know other than turning mindfulness into an app mindfulness has remained very much the same as it was yeah from what i've read and i think that's not the case with sound it has really evolved i mean Mm -hmm. the way it's done the instruments that are used even though they're, they're, they are ancient-like, they are still different from the instruments that our ancestors had. You know, ancestors had their hands clapping, some very basic drums, some wood sticks, and their voice. And that's enough, I think. Yeah. And I guess gongs. The yeah. gongs make me think of ancient Egypt. <laughs> I don't know why, yeah. but when I think of a gong, I imagine an ancient Egyptian temple or that kind of era and the huge resounding sound of a gong, but a gong stops. I guess this is the power of it, isn't it? It stops everything in its tracks. You know, you think of a gong 
lots of people might think of a gong with um, Metro Goldwyn Mayer, which is the film company which starts, yeah. I think, with a gong. Was that the lion? With a big bodybuilder? Yeah, one of them has a gong, doesn't it? And <laughs> yeah, it's that yeah. kind of the gong has sounded and everything yes. stops. It's like this real sort of dinner time. Yeah. <laughs> You're quite right, actually, and I've never thought of it like this. But yes, it's it's it commands mm. attention. Yeah. And, and as they say, and that's not me; I'm just paraphrasing. But basically, where you give your attention, your energy follows. Yeah. Yeah. So so yeah, I think it really commands your your attention, and it's and it's imposing in in a in a positive way. It's very much like. Mm there is it kind of commends respect as well and it and it and you know like i said it just you know it it boosts your creativity it makes you resilient yeah it helps to detach yourself from your ego which by the way i think ego is very necessary but Mm. it's good to be detached from it it helps you to kind of blend and merge with other people it improves your communication because you learn to listen differently Mm -hmm. and it improves your you know, you could say your emotional intelligence, you know, not taking things personally, mm. listening to yourself, to others, less self-imposed suffering. Um, and I think creativity is a big one, you know, and I'm sure your, yes. your crowd is ask creative. You about this. Yeah, the freelancers. Yeah, it's kind of like, well, them in particular, I was thinking this is real. Yeah, exactly like you just said. <laughs> okay, well, in terms of creativity, I mean, I think... I think it's it's just very obvious looking at the um, the amount of creatives that have come to my session over the years that it's it's something that really resonates with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not sure why, but I think as a creative myself, I know I resonate with sound sound bathing because, like I said, it's a trip. Yeah. It's a safe trip that's legal. I sound like a, no, <laughs> like a drum cool. keeper. It's uh, <laughs> it's uh, it's true. It's you know th- there are some risks to taking some substances and some of the herbs out there and i think they've got to be dealt with very carefully and with respect and uh, and professionals which is not always the case mm-hmm. and i think this is something that's very safe yeah but that really moves the needle and it, in terms of creativity yeah i think it it really helps to f- to flow the juices and to think differently to think laterally mm-hmm. to change perspective and yeah, a lot of people do problem solving, but also have ideas for like their scripts and, you know, what instrument they're going to use. And, you know, yeah, I think it's really like going fishing. Oh, yeah. Going fishing into your subconscious mind. I really love that. Because do you think, I guess, as a self-employed person, and we're speaking to self-employed people for, you know, obviously that, that's our listeners. Um, you know, there's so many pressures at the moment and it's almost like I think people don't want to dare to stop and say, because they've got so much to do. It's almost like they don't want to stop and do what feels like nothing because then they feel like they're not addressing their to-do list. But actually, like you say, if they do stop and, and for example, they give your sound baths or gong baths a try, they might find that some clarity comes and they think, oh, actually, I should email that person. Or there's that process of, of stopping and being in the moment that may lead to clarity for their business it could be a business tool in a sense not just a meditation tool it's an investment i agree mm. i think it's got a high roi to sound a little bit smart no i like I'm it not. <laughs> <laughs> i'm definitely not smart uh or it's a return on investment i think mm. definitely uh, increasing your sleep um experiencing sound meditation and other 
altered states inducing practices is very important mm-hmm. and i think it pays off yeah 100%. and then just to touch on your on to-do list mm, i mean yeah i think what i've learned um in the past you know eight ten years of being self-employed or freelance or an entrepreneur is what works best for me mm-hmm. i have two lists i have a list of literally one two maximum three very important tasks that i want to accomplish in the mm-hmm. day usually less than three it could be one and that one task could take me four hours mm. and that i'm going to prioritize that one first and then i've got another list which is not as taxing emotionally and it's just things that you've got to tick off your list but there's a not there's not the same intensity around them so i think what makes you happy in the long term is to attack is to eat is to take bu- large bites mm. at, at that one or two tasks that are really consequent and they're big and they're meaningful and they're important and they really you know they they really like burn the rubber to the road it's like it's important mm. it, it gets things moving in your journey and then and then maybe you have half an hour or another two hours to complete the other list which is which is a lot less meaningful. It might have to be done. It might be like tax and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And responding to this email, which is key, but it's never as key as your purpose. And your purpose is related to why you're doing your business in the first place. Yes. I love that. I've been really pondering on to-do lists lately because I write very long to-do lists and I often rewrite them the next day because I don't get thing, everything done. So rather than having the day before's to-do list, I write a whole new one. And sometimes it can feel a bit like I have an extra long to-do list because I've, I've rewritten it and that's a task in itself. But that's it didn't it. occur to me to have, you know, one with like almost a double page of the notepad and have on the left perhaps the three big things. I'm like, these, got, these things have got to get done today somehow. They're going to do first. Yeah. Like, they have to be done before unless you use your phone to mm. do those, those, those tasks. Literally, you block everything out. And it's yeah. very easy to say, and I, f- I find it very hard, but yeah. that's why I'm practicing. So like focus on what makes, you know, what makes the machine move forward. Mm. And, and it's very rare that those little menial tasks, which we all have make the machine move. They don't. So it's almost like you've got, you've got to prioritize time to make the, the boat move forward and faster. Yeah. And then there's another list, which is, not half as meaningful but it's also important because it's about maintaining the boat so it's like mm. taking the water out of the boat and maybe fixing a little hole both are important but i think we should prioritize the tasks which are related to why we started that business in the first place that's really got me i'm imagining the guy from life of pie in the boat with his tiger right now <laughs> yeah but exactly you address the tiger first yeah although for some people the the, the shitty task on the second list that's the tiger because it's painful. Yes. The but it has to be done. Yeah. yeah. But not for, for me, not first anyway, because I think you've got more energy. You've got to find out when you have more energy. For me, it's in the morning. Ah, okay. Yes, that's so a I, good I point. Do the yeah. hard stuff first, which is meaningful. And then I can find time at some point during the day mm-hmm. to address those little emails and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, just sending little <laughs> notes to somebody. And I've got a lot of those to do at the moment is just send a note to so-and-so and, 
Yeah. You know, a lot of freelancing and self-employed life is about putting yourself out there, isn't it? And saying, hello, I'm available. And because you've got an update of the app out, haven't you? So that's, that's something that you've been, that's been a big deal for you to put that out there and say, hi guys, look, you know, I, I have this app and this is what I do. And we're relaunching and that, that's a, a big putting yourself out there feeling. Which in fact, I, I haven't done yet. <laughs> so I've, I've, you know, we've worked hard with uh, Charles and Julie and Julien and, and uh, it's almost there. So the new, the new version on the Apple App Store is now live. Mm-hmm. And then the Google version for Android devices will be live and fully functional, hopefully uh, by the uh, beginning of December. But Brilliant. yes, I think putting yourself out there, I mean, I, I think everybody's got their own way and you, you've got to just really understand what you feel comfortable with, what you don't. Mm-hmm. And then are you putting sticks in your wheels by saying that you're just not, you're not someone who likes to be, to get out there. I think it's important. And that's why you should meditate. That's, that's the big return on investment is actually understanding who you are Mm -hmm. and also who you're becoming, of course, and who do you, who you want to become. And some people, some person might be really not doing well by putting themselves out there Mm. uh, and hustling and they might know it, but then you could have someone who doesn't know that they're not good at it and that it's not their style and just yeah. forcing themselves to do it and they're not going to get any results. Gosh, and then you could have someone who actually could be really good at it, but they tell themselves a story that it's not for them. Mm-hmm. They're not good at it. Wow. So, so we tell ourselves stories. That's, that's life, I guess. And there's, a, there's beauty about the narration and the narrative of our lives. But it's important to remember that we tell ourselves stories and we need to inquire you know, is this story true? Is it serving me mm. or is it serving the fear in me? <laughs> yeah, I'm really going to have to unpack that for the rest of today because that's, that's given me a lot of questions to think about. I love that concept of are we putting sticks in our own wheels? I guess if you use the boat analogy as well, it's the idea of, well, you know, you can't expect your boat to sail forward if you deliberately break the rudder or whatever you steer or you rip the sail. You know, if you deliberately rip your own sail, then you're not going to sail forwards kind of thing. It's that idea that self-sabotage i suppose we're we're masters of it human beings aren't we really yeah i think i think i think so i I think but it's a beautiful time to be alive and i feel like more than ever perhaps we are we're looking into these things and we're helping one another and i think this Mm -hmm. definitely i don't know what you know the 60s and 20s and last centuries were like i'm sure there were decades Mm -hmm. uh, where there was a a oneness that was experienced but I feel like we're slowly getting there, even though there are powers in this world that are trying mm. to divide us and concur us uh, through different uh, plans and different actions and inactions. Mm-hmm. I feel like overall, we're slowly um, waking up to certain truths about ourselves and the narrative out there. Yeah. Oh, I love the positivity that you say. It's a lovely, wonderful time to be alive. That's like really, it's hard to it's see weird, that at the it? moment it's in true. a pandemic. But actually, yeah, you kind of got a point where I was thinking to myself the other day that actually I've had loads of invitations since they announced that the UK would go into lockdown, that lots of people have messaged me and said, oh, why don't we all get together on Zoom like we did in lockdown? And I thought, yeah, I haven't spoken to that friend since lockdown ended properly because we haven't connected like we did in, in lockdown. Often we actually made more of an effort to connect with people because that was the only way we could do it. And yeah, it's actually, there are some positives to be taken from from having to be inside and having to, to make different plans. And I know we're very privileged to be able to speak that way, of course. Well, yes, exactly. Yeah. Can't, you know, they're busy planning 
they're wondering if they're going to make it to a food bank, for example. So I'm aware that, that my privilege jumps in there, definitely. Well, I'm um, sure you're doing things and I'm doing things to, to give back. And, and I think that's important. Yeah. Really, I think the more you meditate, and I'm not saying I'm there, I'm far from there. But I've, I feel like you catch glimpses of how really there's an illusion that mm-hmm. we, we all fall under different you know basically we're all interconnected to to an extent that we're not aware and the suffering of others affects us way more than we think and our happiness can also affect people way more than we think so in some ways if we are lucky and fortunate no matter how much and that's that's really just a, a matter of opinion but if you consider yourself lucky and fortunate i think you can cultivate this and and you can give back and do things, but you can also know that just being grateful and appreciating what you have and appreciating mm-hmm. that you are grateful, that is feeding uh, people all around the world on, on a different level. And that's, that's very woo-woo and kind of <laughs> metaphysical, and I'm not sure that's, that is actually metaphysical, but uh, <laughs> I imagine it is. Uh, yeah, I, I think the next 100 years will be very interesting in terms of what we learn in the field of energy, and magnetism and all of that oh there's so much to think about i think you're completely right as well i think people are looking differently at consumerism now how they spend their day and i wanted to finish up by asking you if you had any particular tips of things that you do day to day that so say somebody's listening and they think oh i I, i'm going to go off and download the app and i'll get the details from you to share with everybody in a moment but what what kind of things do you do on a daily basis aside from the, the, the sounds and the meditation to keep your mental health balance now? There are upsides and downsides to being a freelancer or an entrepreneur. The upside is that you can design your day. Mm-hmm. You know, it takes discipline, but you can design your day. So I have recently been experimenting with allowing myself to sleep mm-hmm. without an alarm. Oh, again, like it's a luxury, that. but then, you know, it, it's like pros and cons. So don't, don't, don't go thinking that there's no cons in my life. <laughs> <laughs> you sound so chill. You sound so relaxed. You've got such a lovely sort of, your voice is almost soporific. It's quite like, oh, yeah, I feel like I've had a bit of a, a meditation chatting to you because you're quite, <laughs> so, yeah, it's funny to think that you might not, no, you, I, you might not have a day my, that's totally zen, you know? <laughs> yeah. My father said to me, you, you, you said, you know, you, you I don't think he was, he was saying it in a very uh, a nice way, but he was like, I would have not known that you mm. were going through these things. Mm. Um, I don't think I'm a great actor, but somehow I think sometimes, you know, we, we can't help it, but hide certain things mm-hmm. and everybody's so self-involved, you know, and that's, that's one thing I want to share. Forgive people because they are self-involved and they can't help it. And you are too. And I am. And yeah. Jenny, you are. And your dogs are self-involved. Everybody is. <laughs> so <laughs> Sorry to break it to you. Okay, now back to the routine. Yes. Uh, I am allowing myself to sleep as much mm-hmm. as I need to. My sleep is usually very good, but at the moment it's pretty, uh, it's pretty shitty, to be mm-hmm. honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I have to sleep longer to get my right you know, amount of minutes in deep and REM sleep and blah, blah, blah. So yeah, sleep is important. Then I read when I wake up and I also read um, before falling asleep. So I'm reading about 30 to 50 pages a day. And I usually have two books on the go at the same time. Fiction um, or nonfiction? It tends to be nonfiction, but I'm, I am trying to go against my ways mm-hmm. and 
tap into a little bit of fiction. Uh, now, what else do I do? So I have a Kundalini yoga practice in the mm -hmm. morning, which is quite strenuous, very hard. I make it, I choose the hardest things. Just, they've got like <laughs> thousands of kriyas, like they're like sets with different yeah. asanas, breath work mantra. And I choose the hardest ones so that mm -hmm. when I've finished, it's the beginning of my day and I've done something incredibly hard. That just helps in terms of my mindset. I love that. Uh, I finish with the sound bath, with my app third year, mm -hmm. or I chant, or I do some overtoning, which is also you know, uh, an aspect of sound meditation. Then breakfast, then I go for a walk. And when I go for a walk, I address the plan that I made the day before. So I plan my day, kind of plan my week on Sunday, but very roughly mm -hmm. flex with flexibility. And then the day before I plan it a bit more detail day by day. And then on the day, on my walk, I kind of allow ideas to come through for each task. Mm -hmm. And then I take some texts and calls when I'm finishing my walk and then boom, I block three, four hours and I do the most important things. Mm -hmm. those three four hours little meditation like you know just 10 minutes of long deep breathing when i'm lying down on the floor then the the task list which is a bit more admin like which is mm -hmm. not as important to me but it has to be done yeah uh, writing some music if i can that's usually three times a day and then mm -hmm. you know like chill have dinner not too late another meditation after i read mm -hmm. and then I, I fall asleep i try to fall asleep now around 10 yeah that seems to be good for me Cool. But so yeah, not too late and not too early. Yeah. And yeah, two two segments of reading, three segments of meditation. One is more active. Mm -hmm. One is like lying down, breathing, and the third one is like again, sound related to some extent before going to sleep. Yeah, it's a really great example of of prioritizing and checking in with yourself. I really really love that you shared your day there. That's I don't think anyone's done that fully on on the podcast before, and it's really nice to hear. Yeah, so you see, I start, my day, I start my day pretty late in terms of actually putting pen to paper. Mm. But what has come before has magnified the ink and has charged the ink in my pen and warmed up the paper. I love it. You've got yourself ship shaped before but you But hey, <laughs> again, do not think that I respect this every day and then I'm, 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 you know, I'm far from perfect. And yeah. Uh, I struggle to keep a routine, even though that's what I love. And I think being a self-employed, freelance entrepreneur is hard. It's mm -hmm. hard to have a routine. Um, it's hard and you never get it right. I, th I don't think you ever do, but you improve. Yeah, totally agree. You just have to try every day, don't you? You have to just keep trying yeah. to, to get to it as much as you can. And yeah, like I do, perhaps write a whole new list for the next day. That's a nice fresh start with no... <laughs> no judgment of yourself <laughs> yeah or accept oh i'm judging yeah. myself oh yeah okay well it's happened before and it will happen again a bit yeah. more judgment Leah? yeah jenny a bit more okay okay yeah but that's okay yeah let's not try and stop doing it leo thank you so much now if people want to find out more about you and they would like to try the app tell us everywhere they can find you where they can download it uh the name and everything like that so that everyone can come and try it out and and, and find out more about what you do and experience this for themselves. Mm. The app is called Third Ear, mm -hmm. T-H-I-R-D-E-A-R. Mm -hmm. I'm sure you'll put it in the notes. Yes, absolutely. Uh, they can find it on the Apple App Store and the Google Play Store. Cool. That's it.
Brilliant. So if, and do you have a website as well where they can, they can find, or Instagram? And yeah, that's fine. That uh, yeah, so my name, so leo.cosander mm -hmm. and leocosander.com. If they Google me, they'll find me. And uh, I also have an audiobook with Harper Collins called oh, uh, seven, seven Days of Sound Meditation. Oh, brilliant. So people can have that if they want to. They should try. I really do recommend that people do. And I also say, like, try it near an animal and see how your animal reacts. Because um, I, I played them, as we said earlier, I played them near the dog, my dogs. And um, yeah, they, their ears went up. It was really fascinating. So yeah, get, get the animals involved if you like. But um, Leo, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for joining me and sharing your experiences and your advice and your wisdom. It has been very inspiring. Thank you. Uh, Jenny, you're welcome. It was a pleasure, and I hope I didn't ramble on for too long on the, the wrong things. I think Not, it, no, it was, there's it no wrong things. Yeah, there's nothing wrong here. Fantastic. <laughs> no wrong uh, answers. Yeah, well, thanks for having me, and um, hopefully one day you can, uh, your dogs and yourselves, you and your partner, fiancé, can come to uh, a sound bath. I would love that. I think there's a feature in that. We'll, we'll keep talking. There's definitely an article <laughs> in bringing a dog to a sand bath, I think. But, um, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Everyone get yourselves listening to, to Third Ear. And Leo, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for listening to Freelance Feels, the podcast for humans who work for themselves. I hope you've enjoyed this episode and if you have, you can rate and review it on Apple Podcasts and follow for future episodes. You can find more about Freelance Feels at freelancefeels.com and more of my work at jennystallard.com. Freelance Feels also has a monthly newsletter which you can sign up to at freelancefeels.substack.com and for daily updates, follow on Instagram and Twitter at freelance underscore feels.